Hey guys, thanks for listening to Top Talk. Just wanted to warn everyone that some of our shows will include graphic language and are geared for an adult audience. I hope you enjoy the show. Going 12 miles an hour down this road and hit a patch of black ice. Almost put it in a tree. Yeah, it beat ice. Well, see, in South Carolina, like, you know, like upstate, you know, like Colorado, places like that, y'all prep for it. South Carolina's like, dude, we have one salt trip for the entire state because it never snows here. So there's going to be. You understand how redneck Colorado is. Like, I'm like, just saying, like, y'all see snow more than us. We had a storm where we were, like, we had farmers uh, taking grain trucks and filling them up with salt. And just leaving the back thing open so it was just dumping out of the back as they drove. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. they had their tractors and stuff just doing it. Uh, we got, we had it got put in the state of emergency one year. Like, the whole state did because we had, like, I want to say it was like three inches of ice and like another like 16 inches of snow in two days. Um, we had, uh, it was a big Arctic freeze going all the way down the Midwest and it went all the way down to Texas and Texas wasn't equipped for it. So, uh, I think I couldn't go into work because the place in Texas where our servers were, they lost power because even their backup generators froze over. So they lost, so they lost all electrical power, and then they lost all the generator power because they couldn't, they didn't prime their diesel fuel for low temperatures. <laughs> so it was chaos, man. It was nuts. Yeah, down here we get one snowflake, one, and we're in a state of emergency. And there's no bread left on the shelves. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, like we don't even get snow days for the kids at school. Like it, there's like three feet of snow on the ground overnight, and they're like, "Your ass better get here." Like, yeah, like no. if our bus drivers are out, you're going. Yeah, Missouri's pretty light on it, just because I think that COVID having the the remote school, knowing that that's an option, like, hey, the bus drivers don't want to drive today because I, <laughs> you know, not, we don't have like monster truck wheels, so they're like, all right. Uh, you're not going in-person school, but you're going to have five hours of digital training, like digital classes, and then you can, you know, you'll have your time for lunch and everything. So they'll have, like, people, like, if you don't have a computer, I guess you're fucked. But, like, right. don't send out a link to help get everything set up. Yeah. But everybody has a phone, you know what I mean? For high school, everybody has something. So, and then, like, if the kid doesn't go to school, obviously he's going to be with somebody. So there's always a way. Yep. All right, it's time. It is, it is late. Hey guys, welcome to Top Talk. My name is Dickie Two. I'm here today with Sea Fox, Treetop, the boat, howdy, howdy, and Quaker. Hey, hey, hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, good. So, so we're about what a month away from transfers opening up, and I got to talking to Quaker a couple nights ago, and. <laughs> donkey last night and just some different things came up and i really got to thinking about the trance we do so many episodes on transfer and i don't know if that's because i transfer a lot or because that's kind of the hot topic in top four is just people constantly moving up when the zones were open or um trying to get new groups in and recruiting and all that. So I I guess transfer is always a hot topic. That's why it comes up a lot. But one thing I really thought about is um, over vetting and 
I'm trying to think of the best way to say this is what do you guys think about when you go to a server and apply to transfer and they say I want 36 screenshots all your account details make sure you block out your barcode and then is it okay if we talk to your leader you know how many events do you participate in this that and the other you know sample of blood sample of semen spit in this cup um that's that's a kind of chaos like i mean if you do it once and you transfer into a good server great um but how do you guys feel about the vetting process of discord servers right now yeah i'll um, i'll kind of can i go first yeah you go i didn't Okay, so here's my thoughts on it. I came from a, like, I came from 1621, which wasn't really a good server. I don't think anyone there would have, would have really thought it was. It was coming up and coming for a while. Mm. But, like, I've never really known, personally, I've never been a part of a server that had a relaxed transfer Discord. Mm. Like, a floor was, hey, we need all your screenshots. Uh, we're going to need two references. You know, um, like, you know, what's your March size, all this stuff. And uh, I understood it at the, as, a, as a young server because we're always told this, the fear uh, was it Kenobi and the Sith or whatever. Like, there were some Star Wars themed players that, like, took over young servers and made everybody's life a living hell. Mm. I can't remember who it was. Um, like, I want to say it was a Sith. They were, like, bad guy names, but I just can't remember which one it was. So... That was always like the first thing whenever I learned about like, you know, you're a young player and you're like, oh yeah, you can come, people can come join you or you can go join others. And I was like, that's really cool. And then that's the way that they always showed it. Now, uh, when you go on the 1668, it it changed quite a bit since I've been there. And I know several people wrote me and they're like, Yeah, I'm not filling that out. <laughs> <laughs> so one guy went to, one guy went to 1545 was like I ain't writing a freaking essay to come help you guys out and uh, so I'm kind of like it does make me think about it and then obviously this UD we don't I mean we don't we're not getting transfers so it's really hard to get feedback on a process when no one's really able to leave anyways right Tree what about you you've uh, you've applied a couple times how do you feel when you go into a new server and they're loading you up with a bunch of or they're asking you for a bunch of info and kind of digging into your your life i don't really mind sending the screenshots I mean, that's kind of i feel like a normality you know everybody's gonna ask those screenshots of your cp you know page you know your bases you know all that stuff um transferring to 2018 was the first time i was asked to take a screenshot of my vip level but mm -hmm. On a personal level, I don't really care. Now, when it comes down to, you know, do you mind us talking to you, your server leader, stuff like that? I can kind of see where people are coming from to find out if you're a rogue player or not. But in the same sense, it could actually hinder the person trying to transfer. Because let's say that somebody's in a server where somebody took over and they're just a, a straight asshole or whatever. Mm. You know, let's say somebody's going coming to 2118 we reached out to that person's server leader hey you know so and so's thinking about transferring how is that person well guess what that person's now being burnt every single day until they transfer because of that 
So I don't fully agree with asking the uh, server leader. Um, I think only one time somebody's asked me, hey, can we reach out to somebody? Do you have any names you can drop for us to reach out to? And, you know, I dropped a few close friends or whatever, but I just see that being an issue trying to reach out to a server leader about somebody trying to transfer in. Now, I have seen some servers ask for way too much info. Like like you said, I mean, they damn near want you to piss in a cup and, you know, take a swab test. Yeah. And then I've seen other servers say, hey, what's your CP? Don't even ask for screenshots. What's your CP? You know, what server you on? Okay, you're approved. Yeah, that's 1803. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, oh, yeah, you'll work. You're a body. Yeah. And I, uh, how reliable is it asking a leader anyway? Like, let's let's just say you know you're you're vetting the most trans or the most uh toxic person in 1668 and which there are no toxic players there but if there was um you know and you message me or you know whoever's leader at the time you know hey how's this player i'm going to fucking lie to you I'm going to 100% tell you that this is the greatest player of all time. He shows up for every event, <laughs> and he will be an asset to your team because I want him to go to your team. You are my exactly. opponent. So, exactly. So how oh. how reliable is it to ask anyway? Yeah, I kind of do reverse. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about coming here, but uh, tell me about. Do you guys like have any like people that I just probably wouldn't like? Like you know, you know, I'm just kind of shopping around here. Like, do you have any bad players? It's like I'm asking around and just kind of getting feedback. And usually, they'll if you say that you're wanting to come here, and they'll it's usually the same. So I was like, yeah, there's one guy. It's he's usually a reptile. Like he's like, yeah, snake over there. He's a freaking prick. And uh, yeah, it's like you know, usually it's a very they'll tell you one guy or two guys. Mm-hmm. And but then as you ask the other people, you kind of get a better sense. If you ask eight people the same question and you get eight different answers, you're like, all right, well. We might have some problems here. <laughs> exactly. Well, even then, you know, on on the other side of that, why would you want to, as a leader who's vetting or anybody who's vetting a player to come to your server, why would you want to uh, contact their their current server and talk to, about them and talk about who they are? Uh, you're let's say they decide not to come to your server or um you know something happens you you don't approve them you've ruined you potentially ruined the situation in their current server like now maybe they were leadership or maybe they you know had friends there and they weren't asking them to come along there's a lot of situations that could you know you could damage a lot of relationships um if you vet them in that way i think that's just a, a shitty way to do it yep mm-hmm. It can yeah. be a turnoff. Yeah, there's a hard. It's there's not really a. I I think once you're in later servers, like I think the 1668, prime example. I feel like we sh- could definitely have a relaxed transfer setup mm. because no one's going to be able to come in and unseat donkey. You know what I mean? Like, like that. Like we don't really have that weakness that some of the younger servers are going to have. Like. I don't even, I think looking back on it, I think the one survey was like a 1600 server. They let a 40 mil in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about the four month, five month accounts, like you're like 25 mil, maybe 30, but then a 40 mil comes in and just like that gap. So we don't really, like, I feel like once your server is a year or two years old, I don't really feel like it matters at that point. 
So I don't, you know. Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, my policy at 1545, my first year doing transfers there was, um, do you show up for events? Okay. Uh, can you play by our rules? Okay. And if you don't fucking play by our rules, you're wasting your tickets. Like that, that's, that's literally how we handled it. And if that, that person disappeared, um, we knew they weren't going to fit in. And if they showed up, they always showed up ready to do exactly what 1545 needed. Like we were, we've talked about this in previous episodes. We were a pure dictatorship. Like we set the rules. There was no question about them. If you didn't follow them, you were out of the alliances. And I think, you know, maybe that's why I have that mentality on that's how leadership should go because we were risking so much letting transfers in and we weren't letting, you know, this is early game. We weren't letting, you know, 20 million CP transfers in. We were letting like top 10 size players transfers in and we were risking a lot by doing that. And we just basically said, look, if you know, you're know you going to be a top five player here, you're coming into our home, you're going to respect our rules. If not, you're going to have 300 people on you all the time. And it was just that mob mentality. And I guess most servers don't have that that gang mentality. Um, so, you know, I can understand some vetting for sure, because that's all the vetting I did. I saw your your Discord your discord uh icon and you said hey can i join 1545 and i said these are the fucking rules can you abide by them okay come in and we did what's your cp we did over <laughs> 200 transfers with that doing that and i still i i haven't talked to boats in a while um but i would i would guess that 1545 still doesn't have any issues um, can we can we give some love to 1545 i'm still banned from their dc 1545, 1545 is a is a really good server, man. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I got I got love for 1545. It's all good. No, yeah, they're they're, they're like an acquired taste. Like, um, if if six, 1668 is if we're talking salad dressing, 1668, 1357 is ranch. Uh, Fucking 1545 is like the chunkiest blue cheese. It's still good. Like. But it's chunky, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, so one of the players that wrote me, like, I ain't filling that out. He went to 1545. Mm -hmm. uh, Yo Chill. If anyone's watching and just join Yo Chill's Fantasy Football League, you're, it is the greatest experience I've, I've had outside of this podcast with another player. He gave, he did giveaways every week. He, had, he kept track of all the scores, all the points. It was such a blast to play with, and his account's like super nice. He's like fifty-two mil. He, he is a he's absolute gift to fifteen forty-five. So awesome! That's shout out for the day. That's awesome. You know, over at that, um thirteen fifty-seven, um, they were being in the um, recruitment team. Um, I I always thought that what we were doing as the vetting process, um, we you know with the screenshots and all that stuff. I, I thought that was standard and. Um, so when I was a part of the team, um, so part being part of the team, like we have uh, maybe two, three players that will ask for the screenshots. I won't ask for the screenshots. I won't even look at your screenshots. I just print them. I won't even ask for your CP. I, I'm I'm on that side. Well, uh-oh, you kind of lose. I thought I thought it was my computer for a second. 
Nah, he just got cut off for a second. He got kicked by a kangaroo now. And I'll never find him. Sorry. I think my someone was calling me. But anyway, um, yeah, so I was at 1640 and they put me in the ticket transfer thing and they it was the same process. They was asking for my screenshots and stuff like that. I I first time I did it, so I thought, yeah, why not? I'll give you my screenshot. And then they were asking me all the questions and who do I know or who will vouch for me? And I told them a list of names that I knew people from 1640. They invited me and and and, and whatnot. So um I think I, I it depends how you look at it. If you're like, I mean, normal players, good players, I mean, they don't want to be asking screenshots every time they want to go transfer and stuff like that. So, well, we'll, but um, we'll, we'll, I'm, uh, I'm, we'll dive deeper in that in just a second. We're going on break in about 10 seconds. So, we're going to run an ad real quick and we'll be back at it. <laughs> all right we're back from ads sorry that's twitch makes us do it um speaking of which you can avoid ads by linking your amazon prime account to your twitch account and subscribing for absolutely free yep so no ads don't spend the money they get the cr behind the scenes content if they subscribe mm. I think we do everything in front of the scenes content like we we don't have anything we're hiding oh well i mean behind behind the ad when we talk so they get to see that that'd be kind of cool um yeah i mean i guess they could i i've set it up to where it's like a screen with like an ad break logo and stuff like that i guess i should do uh, something that makes yeah. more sense you know, for subscribers you know. yeah so they get the in-betweens yeah and we could always always looking out for my peeps and you know <laughs> what you missed uh if you are a subscriber what you missed was c fox talking about he hurt his arm while playing with his lotion this week and <laughs> <laughs> technically speaking chainsaw. technically speaking chainsaw. a chainsaw does have liver yeah. <laughs> it was a chainsaw anyways yeah cool and so, then, uh, yeah but, <laughs> so so you have this you have this vetting process where you're sending a bunch of screenshots which i do agree with i think the screenshots are fine i don't think there's anything wrong with that um where where it falls apart for me is talking to the leaders um in my case i'm fine with it my leader was donkey and before that was biscuits and company and um before that was uh pale, pale face, pale face. Um, which you know, golf cart salesman. Yeah, he was the leader of eighteen oh three. Um, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's he was a badass leader too. Like not in like a biscuits or donkey type way. Like in a do whatever the fuck you want. Like he he was he was fun. Yeah. Um, he's like smoking cigarettes, wearing a leather jacket while sitting at the boss desk. Yeah. 
reference to the obvious. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking. I was reading uh, <laughs> Allergic to the Dumbs comment on Twitch. He's helping us out over there. So, so it starts falling apart for me right at that point, like how you're vetting. Um, I think it's fine to you know, talk to some people. Uh, talking to leadership in a server is probably not the best idea. Um, but also if you're a transfer and you, if you're a potential transfer, you're trying to transfer and you're applying to places, um, you need to talk to your leadership and let you need to talk to your leadership and let them know like, hey, I'm kind of kind of looking around to see what 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 other opportunities there are in other servers for me. Um, because if someone does come from behind from your your new perspective server, and says, hey, this guy applied at my server, your old server might feel a little betrayal in that. Uh, they might not like that. And I think CFOX, you did that with Donkey, right? You you went and you said, hey, I'm I'm looking around and I'm thinking. And, yeah. Uh, you were up front with him before anyone could even ask him. Mm-hmm. And that's... I think yeah, that's I was. I, I actually, I told, uh, told two people that I was looking. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I think that's the smart move. Um protect yourself and no one's no one's going to be as mad they're not going to be as mad at you if you come out and say hey i'm this is what i'm having issues with in my server i'm going to start looking around at other servers um just to see what's out there and uh so that's where it starts to fall apart for me where it really breaks down for me though because i'm fine with that because i have good vetting i anyone you talk to in my past has good things to say for the most part um, if you don't have good things to say, you're probably a douchebag anyway. Um, <laughs> and where it really falls apart for me is after you do the steps of vetting, you get to the underwhelming. You send your screenshots, you let them talk to your people, you tell them, you, I show up for every event and I, you know, I'm a VIP this and I'm this involved in the game and I do this for leadership, I do planning for my current server, whatever it is you do. And then they say, great, we'll get back to you. And then two weeks goes by and they don't say a goddamn word. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Hate it. After two days of that, I'm I'm already leaving. I just haven't left yet. I'm, I'm already planning on being done here. Like I've already applied yeah. it somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. yep. I, I Even if transfers aren't open, even if... Um, you know, you're full, you have a queue of three or four months. You, I think that you have to be very um, proactive, be very vigilant, whatever word you want to use and say, okay, we're approving you. We're, we're on this now. And maybe not this second, but within a day, within two days, at least, if it goes by two weeks and you still haven't had a reply or even like friendly conversation in your transfer chat, um, that's not, I'm not moving there. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And yep. that was our role. Like we were just basically the chit chatters in the transfer discord. And I, uh, I just remember, I always thought it was kind of, I was like, why are we doing this in the app instead of like, just have like a general chat, you know, but I guess they, some people don't want to talk to everybody else. They don't want to see all this. They just want to talk about where they're going and who's going to be there. And that was a, uh, I'll, I'll never forget. They're like, all right, you guys are just going to talk to people. <laughs> just keep them active and keep them entertained. And we're like, oh yeah. 
Well, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot that that was our rule in 1668's uh, transfer discord. If you are a server leader or you're a part of leadership and you have a lot of applicants and maybe not a lot of conversation with those applicants, maybe you just don't have time or it's not important to you, you're not a social creature, you're more of a planner or whatever, um, find some find some R4s that talk a lot. It's as simple as that. Find a couple of R4s that have good conversation. Um, and then on top of that, I think you can cut out vetting completely. Once you have like a couple hours of conversation with someone over a two-week period, you know, them waiting to get in or for transfer windows to open, whatever it is, yeah. you, you kind of feel if this person's going to fit into your server. Like you'll, you'll, you'll realize if they're arrogant or if they're kind, if they're active. Um, there, there's a lot you can, a lot of, a lot of what you can understand from a conversation with the transfer that even vetting and talking to the leaders can't tell you because I go back to donkey because he's my obvious example right now, but he has like four or 500 players under him. He can't know all of them, but you can take the time and get to know the transfer prospect. You don't have to ask somebody else. You can take the time. Exactly. Like it wouldn't take me 20 yeah. minutes to know that like if Quaker applied, it wouldn't take me 20 minutes to know that Quaker's a great guy. Like he's, he's, he would be great for my server. Um, it also yeah. wouldn't take me 20 minutes to know that like Conan is not someone I want in my server. <laughs> you know, we don't say no. Uh, no, I, I've had a few players um, and that I overvetted. Personally, like I, I was like, I, I went in, I got a bunch of references and everybody was like, nah, this dude is trash. Don't let him in. Um, you know, blah, blah. And like, I played with them later. Like they, I found, I did get to play with them later and like, they were wonderful. You know, like, actually, Dickie, you were one person that I remember, like we let you in and I, you were crashed at this point. I'm like, I really like him. He's so much fun. And this guy that I was in 1621 with, like, yeah, man, Dickie, uh, he's in my main server and. Uh, God, what was his name? Like Harley or something. I can't remember what it was. But um, but yeah, no, he was just not a fan. And he's like, yeah, he's toxic, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I love him. He's he's fantastic. <laughs> so, and we, and it's just like, you can, if you get caught up in other people's opinions and you don't mm -hmm. trust your own, then you, you get yourself, you know, you can let people lie. That's you can let other people, you can, you can, tell, you can find your own truth or you can find other people's lies. You know, it's yeah, just what it is. Well, that's I mean, that's absolutely true. Is if you ask fifty players, um, is Dicky toxic? One of them is going to say yes, and I'm telling you right now that one player was a douchebag, and I let him know. Like that's just it. Like there is not everyone's going to like me because sometimes the players are not cool, and sometimes I tell them they're not cool. Um, so you know, you might get that one player when vetting somebody. It's funny because Tree and mm -hmm. I. We, we didn't move together, but we both moved to 1803, and uh, it was me, Tree, Loki, and Redbeard. Those were the primary guys um, size-wise. I mean, we had others come from 1668, like Bake, and um, we were the top four players in the server in 1803 after we moved there. They trusted us just by simply having great conversation with us and saying, uh, Tree went first. 
and he was there two days before me and they had like two or three hour conversation where they were fully engaged in conversation like pale juju tina everybody was talking to me like constantly and they went to tree and said hey is this guy cool he said yeah he's cool and i was in there the next day and i think that's like the best even though 1803 didn't always have the best decision making leadership wise they had the best vetting system where they they took three or four days to really talk to the prospect and then they they asked someone that they already knew was cool and they ended up letting like i think 10 or 12 of us in and um you know everything went great at any I'll, i'll add any point in time tree loki redbeard and i could have taken that server over in minutes and um they did zero vetting with donkey they uh trusted us on our word we we each spent 30 plus tickets each to get there and not one time did we have a problem yep it was uh like you said they didn't make the best decisions on some stuff but by far one of the easiest moves i've had yep and that's all it takes to get to get me honestly personally um how many uh, how many event actives do you have? Um, like show up for SVS EL. I don't care about Odin because that's just a gym dump in my opinion. Um, and how social is your server? And, uh, you know, when can I come? And I'm in. As long as you're talking to me, as long as you're social and you're feeling that, that part of it, I'm in. Yep. Right on. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's. I think that that may be the first positive thing you guys have ever told me about eighteen oh three. I have a lot of positive things to say about eighteen oh three. Actually, I I had a really good. I think we were there for like five months or something. Um, yeah, I had a really good time there. I learned more about the game than I ever thought I was going to know. Like breaking down heroes, learning their skills, learning how even how to operate under towers and stuff like that um just the just the fact that tree and i were basically the most knowledgeable in the server kind of put us in a position where like uh oh we have we have 15 people asking us questions today we have to learn this stuff now right we we don't have a donkey to ask um Mm. so being in a smaller server was definitely beneficial and it if we had never gone there, we would have never started Top Talk either, because that's where the idea kind of blossomed. Um, we, you know, it's a slower server. We're getting our ass whooped in events, and there's only 12 of us that show up for SVS. Like, what else are we going to do today? Well, let's start a podcast. That's how it started. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, he, he's not lying. We have more people show up for Woo than we did SVS. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, um, dude, we would literally send Tree and Redbeard to offense with like six people, and then me, Tina, and Victory would cover all three ruins and capital on defense. Yep. And I, I would put a march <laughs> in all three ruins, and like <laughs> it was crazy. Like, help me! <laughs> like, would you get that one random ping? Like, you know, Tree or Red or somebody come back here. Scooby would show up, you know, every now and then we'd have to work. Yep. You know, the, the last 30 minutes of where you need me at, shit like that. 
it was a learning experience. It's also where I learned how to do a lot of my fighting because at 6'8", you know, I didn't have to do a bunch of fighting hide behind donkey. Get to 8 to 03, where I mean, and I was, it was never my, you know, never my plan to go be the top dog. It, it just happened like that. But getting to 8 to 03, where there was less actors, I learned, okay, you know, well, I don't have 20 people in this room with me, so I need to do this, you know, the smart way. And that's where I got a lot of my the strategy from was there. So I have 8 to 03, you know, a good bit of my gameplay. Yep. That's good. Yep. I learned a lot about that server now. I only hear about I only hear all the bad, like apparently. I never really got to hear good, so that's good. Um if eighteen oh three had event active population and they had event actives they would they would attract more event actives to transfer and they they could have been a serious contender. Like seriously. Yeah. Um they had the right attitude, they had the structure, um, as far as political structure. Um, there were some issues with, you know, well, my alliance versus your alliance. They still had that kind of like no unity, no harmony, but uh, for the most part, they still got along. Could have been a good server. Yeah. I say we say fucking just go back and take over. All of us here just go <laughs> take it over. I, I kind of thought about applying there, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. We'll see how 1302 goes. We're right, back. We're taking this shit over. We're going to revive it. Yeah, just, rename the whole entire, just rename the whole entire server Top Talk. Just have everybody in the Discord yeah. come there. <laughs> I, I heard um, I heard 1302. Um, there's a lot of Aussies there. Um, and I was um, fortunate enough to, to run into a few of them. And um, I've been chatting with them. Um, and they've been trying to, they always ask me, oh, you know, when you battle in SVS, you always see one Aussie in that one, that server, you know, it was always like one or two. And I was like, yeah, I, I see a few Aussies in, in different servers, but not in, in, in a mass group, you know, I'll see one or two and say, hey, you're Aussie, where are you from? And, you know, and being in the country, you know, it's awesome to ask where they're from because you're like, oh, yeah, I know where that is or, you know, whatnot. And they they were trying to, I think they still are, and they've asked me to help them out to, to try to see if, uh, you know, if there's any Aussies that's by themselves on, on servers and that to come over to 1302. I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> It'd be fun. So Yeah, yeah 1302, yeah. Um, 1302 is a perfect example. Um, just a little pre- uh, little review of why i decided to go there they i showed up um some of their players are in a discord they invited me i showed up they were absolutely warm and welcoming they told me they have x amount of people show up for svs which i was a little underwhelmed with um but uh then here we are is like a month and a half after i've applied they're still having conversation with me in my my uh individual chat and yeah they're just warm and welcoming i don't know much about the server outside of their discord rules and their communication and um i'm really excited to go there because i think i'm gonna have a lot of fun i think i can be me i i don't think they're going to tell me i can't be me i can be as dirty as i want to be yeah i i spent time both on their dc and in their game and what you just said is is true they're they're good people they're welcoming. They're always active. They're always in, you know, always conversating, always talking. It's not just about the game. It could be about life and whatnot. 
But um, I, I felt comfortable there only because there was like a, a large um, group of Aussies there that, you know, and, and whatnot. And they, they let me be me and, and it's a good server. There's no trolls and no dramas. There's no those alliance politics crap. That's all gone. They're all united. They're pretty good. Um, they're really good people. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so anything else to add? Underwhelming over vetting. I think we kind of covered it all. Yeah, pretty much. I, I I get I get invited to transfer tickets on on their server DCs, and I don't even apply. I just tell them, yeah, I'm from Top Talk. <laughs> I just give them the link and say, hey, you know, if you're gonna ask me, well, we might as well come over. So I just go and promote us. So that's good. That's good, man. It's wonderful. Cool, but yeah. So. Um... We'll be back here next Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, If you're still listening, you can link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and subscribe for free. And that supports us. That helps us keep Nitro and all the good stuff on the, the Discord. And if you're just listening to us first time, you can check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts or come chat with us in our Discord. Or even on YouTube, whatever, however you want to do it. Uh, Thank you guys for sitting down and talking with me this week. And we'll see you next week. Appreciate Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Man, that was a good session. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like, I like that talk. Yeah. So yeah. Are we not doing Wednesday things anymore? What's that? Are we not doing off topic on Wednesdays? Yeah, no, we are. Um, right now, so I have like you know my my wife's car messed up this week. Okay, I got um, you. Next week, my daughter flies home from New York City, so I have to pick her up at the airport. Okay. Um, so I was going to okay. take next week off, no matter what, um, my wife's mm-hmm. car, you know, it's funny cause she drove it to work the last two days since then. Um, so she's, she drives a Ford fusion, uh, 2020 Ford fusion and it's got like 40,000 miles on it. And, um, so she'll be sitting in like a parking lot. She'll start the car or whatever. And the wrench icon will come up on her dash and, um, which is like the service, you know, that's the service uh, mm-hmm. icon, the service notification. But it, the car doesn't go into reverse neutral drive. It doesn't shift at all. Like she has a little trigger shifter yeah, and um, it won't turn. It locks. And so even when I pop mm-hmm. out the key of the fob and put it in the uh, the shift lock, it it won't let it go. It, it won't release the shift lock. Um so I think reset it. Well, then you know we turn the car off for ten minutes, and turn it back on. Like if it's in the driveway or in a store, we'll walk around the store for ten minutes and then turn it back on, and the wrench icon's gone and it shifts right into gear. So um, mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the wrench icon, the main issue that comes up when you search for Ford is um, a uh, drivetrain issue. But, you know, she drives, like, when it works, when it works fine, she drives normal. Like, I don't know a lot about car mechanics. She It drives normal. There's no, there's no like, hums or whistles yeah. or anything, issues shifting or anything yeah, like right. that. So I think it's like a sensor of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. My wife and my wife's mother-in-law, so my mother-in-law, basically, uh, they all drive, and my father-in-law, they all drive Fords. And if there's, they have a sensor in the engine thing, like in all the engine compartments, they have various sensors. And if any of them detect oxygen where there's not supposed to be, or they think they do, or if there's moisture, and he, especially if there's like a big heat change, mm-hmm. you get moisture down there and it'll detect the oxygen. So, uh, what we what I had to do is I can't remember it don't, it's different for the year but like there's like a turn it on turn it off turn it on turn it off if it's not a push start and if it's push start I think you have to put it in accessory like hit the gas like three times and then uh, do something with it and it Dude, like it resets it all. I had this Jeep a while back that was weird as fuck so the horn didn't work so you never knew that the alarm was going off but no matter what buttons you press. And see, like, you know, nobody ever tried to break in my Jeep. My Jeep was just like, hey, we're not going to work today. Mm-hmm. No matter what yeah. buttons you press, you can't get in it. Oh, well, you can't crank it up. Um, I went to go get my eyeglasses a couple years back. I was stuck in the LensCrafter parking lot for three and a half hours. My buddy finally got off work, showed up. And the way to get my alarm to stop working off my Jeep is you lock it, unlock it, lock it, unlock it, open the passenger side door. And it kills the alarm. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> sure yeah. shit. He yeah, did that. I like the passenger side code. door and he yeah, the passenger side door reached in and crack it up. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Three and a half hours for that. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, different, different like little king. Like when I had a G Grand Cherokee, it was a uh, it well, first, if you don't have the right key, you won't like it'll it'll start and drive and then it will die one mile later. So if somebody tries like making mm-hmm. a fake key that doesn't have a little USB in there, like he'll just. So I was in Hawaii when my, in my Liberty, and I'm driving to work and it just died. It just stopped working like in the middle of like a busy intersection. It was awful, and it was all because I used my I used my door key, but they looked the same. They had like the but one had the sensor boot in it. That was like a four hundred dollar tow that I could have just done by using the right key and trying the other one, but I never would have thought of it. It was such a pain in the ass. Yeah, I, I, there's a, there's a th- they say that the people that are really good with cars they have to be because they're poor. So yeah. I, I think I might have to <laughs> <do> a car. <laughs> I can't afford these tow bills and stuff. Yeah, it's funny because um, so like when I search the issue with it online, um, it always comes back drivetrain sensor issue. Um, let me ask you this, tree. You might know if a car is throwing a code. And then the code goes away, and you plug in that little machine, the reader. Will it show past ones, like previous codes? Some of them do. Okay. Um, you have your cheaper, like twenty-five dollar OBD two sensors that only work if it's showing the um, engine code off, like live. But I've heard that there's some high-dollar ones that will show past codes. So, but if you I go to O'Reilly's, like, yeah, if I take it to like AutoZone or the Ford dealership, their their readers will be able to. Ford read. Ford dealership maybe AutoZone no AutoZone has OBD twos, which it has to have the check engine light on for okay. it to read anything. I know that uh, my auto my O'Reillys. I don't know if they're in Colorado, 
uh, they don't charge anything for those. Uh, nope, for a yeah, if you go to O'Reilly's, but if you go to a dealership, I, I had to get my AC cha- looked at and they charged me $150 for hooking it up to a code machine to make sure that mm-hmm. the AC didn't have a fault. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, totally. I'm seeing like drivetrain issues and then sensor issues. Um, Honestly, Dickie, what I would suggest, if you have a spare $27, you can order a, a scanner off of Amazon. And as soon as it throws that damn code, just plug it in. And it'll, it'll sit here and tell you, like, you know, so my car is it, saying, you know, crankshaft positioning sensor bank to area A. You know, it'll it'll tell you what, what's wrong. And then even if the code goes away, you can go to, you know, your parts store and be like, hey, it was telling me this exact code. How do I fix it? Okay. And that's 25 bucks, in the, you know, for your vehicle later on down the road or something else messed up. Or is it, it, it's a great investment. Yeah, you'll have to send me a link to a good one you like. Um Yo, but so I, I'm seeing the issues that arise with the wrench icon and this Ford model. And then I come across a forum of a guy, um, obviously a redneck. Like, <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> just, there's no way else to say that this guy is a fucking redneck. And he's like, yeah, you just have to punch the console three times <laughs> on each side and then it'll shift in the gear. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. I, I uh, took the, it to my truck, GMC truck. I had like a little Colorado, and I shit you not, like my AC stopped blowing, and the guy like, guy is cigarette in his mouth. He's like, "This is easy to fix. Don't worry." And he's like, "You just hear," him. and he just banged underneath my passenger side dash, and my AC started blowing. I was like, <laughs> "He's like, yeah, you just get this dust in there, and the fan just gets locked up. You just gotta break the dust out of it." The old Chevy <laughs> hit. If you ever have a fucking, you know. Pre 2010 model Chevy. If your hood don't open, you hit it one good time square in the middle of the hood. I bet you pops open. That's so funny. Chevy is good about you can fix anything with fishing line and a good swift hit. (laughs) Case in point, same thing. My AC went out on my S10. I kicked it. Fucker started working again. My heater core quit working in the middle of a fucking snowstorm a while back. I smacked the damn dash, started working again. (laughs) No. That's funny. Yeah. Fucking Chevy, man. Well, the world chat? Well, in Top Talk, are we going to get off for the day? Yeah. Um, we might as well. I Treve was going to say something. What were you saying? So I'm about to get downstairs and grab me some water. And then I'll, I'll be back up here. But y'all aren't keeping Dicky all night now because uh, we have some shit to go handle with zombies. Yeah. Uh, so, allergic to the dumb, he says he has a CVT issue. What's a CVT? <laughs> No idea. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you get that at? The Twitch chat. Oh, so we're still on the Twitch live. Okay. Yeah, my buddy has one of the ones that y'all um, you plug in and it does it to your phone. Matter of fact, we, we were going to do that to my car until so. Funny story. Um, brought my car to my buddy's house so he can run the code for me. And as he's waiting on it, because whenever you first time look into the phone, it takes a while for it to read the car and all that and get used to it. As he was looking for it, I noticed up under my driver's side seat, I see this little cable. I go to pull it out, and it's a brand new OBD2 sensor scanner. Oh. I'm like, well, sh-. I mean, it's only 25 bucks. I was like, shit, here's a free scanner right here. Go ahead, hook it up. <laughs> Damn. Very nice. Yeah, um, I'm probably not going to hop in world chat. I got to 
I got to get my kid. He has basketball in the morning, so I got to get him ready to go to bed and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, you guys have a wonderful day then, if I don't hear from you. Uh, there is something I want to have you guys do. Mm-hmm. Will you guys join 1622's Discord if I send you an invite? Well, I'll do what? Join 1622's Discord if I give you an invite. Sure. What's our goal there? Yes. Send just, it over. Just to be social. Quaker, no, they're they're a cool group of dudes. Quaker collects discords, man. He's like, yeah, man. If I don't have a, if I don't have a, at Nitro, you can have a hundred discords, and I yeah. guarantee you, he's at ninety nine. He needs that hundred. He's like, what <laughs> yeah. Just send me whatever fucking right. link you got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just send me the link. I'll go. I'll go and promote us and socialize and hang out. I love it. Yep. Cool. Very good, man. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful cool. day. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Now.